and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I am your host, Mary Catherine Ham. I have dragged myself from the home in these postpartum days to record in person. The baby is here. If you hear him, hopefully he will not revolt. He seems quite comfortable. We'll see how it goes. I'm here with my co-host, Vic Mattis of The Free Beacon. How are you doing, Vic? Hello, Mary Catherine. Indeed, you brought us a little present. I did. He is so chill. <laughs> well, for now. <laughs> and and this is the ideal time because now nah, how many days is he old? 12 days old. 12 days old. Yeah. You know, the, the, they, they like the white noise. In fact, the more yes. noise, the better. They get used to it. And sometimes it's when suddenly noise stops, then yes. all of a sudden they wake up. So, you know. I actually made a resolution to read more physical books as opposed to just audiobooks or listening to podcasts or scrolling on my phone. Yeah. And I thought that maternity time would be a great time to do that. But then I realized the room is too dang quiet. Like, I got to get some other noise in there. Yes. <laughs> too quiet. I, I do want to say I, I got a lot of feedback about last episode's audio clip. People saying you should have, there should have been content warning that this would be a tearjerker. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> I did. I, hear, I heard a lot, of, a lot about tears from that Yes. <laughs> I, 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 and I, I tell them, I said, well, you know, it's just she, Mary Catherine. I said, even in the audio clip, you know, she's actually you know, playing it up just as a rating stunt. Right, right, right. That's you know, what that was for. That's it. But but how are you doing otherwise? I'm good. You I'm look good. great. Well, thank you. Like I said, like before, I felt like with the last baby, it was really bounce back. I was like, oh, four days later, let me get out there. This one's like a crawl back. Like I'm doing a very... <laughs> but it's great to have you back in studio. Gradual. Yeah. No, no, no. It, it, it's wonderful that we're all here together with Jennifer. I didn't want to say yesterday was my wife's birthday. Yes. It was a milestone. Not going to say which one. Mm-hmm, that's fine. But you know what I did for the weekend before? I took her to Paris, Virginia. <laughs> I was you. like, fooled what? You all, fooled you all. <laughs> Paris, Virginia. We stayed at the Ashby Inn. Nice. Right? Which is I was lovely. excited to get whatever Bordeaux you brought me back from I, Paris. Well, well, here's the thing. Right? They have all these different, like, you know, Virginia, you know, the vineyards. There's many wineries in, in that area, you know, where the Ashby up in Paris. You know, the Shenan- it's the Shenandoah. Really expensive. Really? And I can't tell if it's expensive because this is amazing stuff you can't get anywhere else. Or is it really expensive because we're just, you know, you you came all the way here. Like, we gotta keep we gotta keep this yeah. place running. Yeah, you gotta, you know, you gotta buy something, you know, and just take this bottle. So I I don't know, but I will say, I say this. It was a lovely place and a lovely restaurant, but one thing happened, which was middle of the night, I get woken up. We're staying in an attic room. And across the way is just one other room with two other This guys. is like a B&B sort yes, of a situation. B&B. That's right. It's a B&B. Suddenly I hear all these voices. And a woman's complaining it was too hot. It was too hot. And so she had to call the manager, who does not live at the inn, okay. so had to drive 30 minutes away at 2.30 in the morning to come fix the thermostat. Is there not a ther- the thermostat? How is the thermostat? Right. Folks. The thermostat is on the outside. So it's right outside our door. But it's okay. for both, right? So the manager comes in and she's doing her best to be very friendly. Okay, oh, no problem. That's not a problem. No problem. We'll just do this, this, whatever. She leaves. 5 a.m., it's freezing. Do you know how the, this cold front came yes, in? The, yes. Especially <laughs> through the Shenandoah Valley. Yeah. I'm freezing. I'm like, this is ridiculous. And this we is probably look, an older building. Oh, this yeah. building was built in 1820s. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so lots and of good insulation. wind is rattling on the roof and everything. So finally, we get through to breakfast time. It's so cold that the hallway's warmer, yeah. you know, and I notice that the other room, their door is open because it's so cold now, they need the warmth to come in. 
And I was going to stand in front of their bed and just say, happy now, you know? But here's the crazy part. We go we go downstairs, you know, it's a lovely- That would end in a lawsuit. Yeah, maybe. And we go downstairs and are having this breakfast, uh, a much needed breakfast, especially for me. And uh, And the couple comes downstairs. They're sitting at another table and I hear the woman and I can tell it's them. You know how I can tell it's them? Because I hear her say to the waiter, Oh, I'd like that Ashbian, the, the egg breakfast, except for I don't like eggs. Can I switch it out with yogurt? It's completely on yeah, brand. Yeah, let me get you some scrambled yogurt. Completely on brand. A yogurt okay. omelet. Other than that, it was lovely. Oh, my goodness. Well, at least you didn't have to sit at a community table with them. Oh, no. No. Sometimes that yes. happens. Barbersville. Barbersville is a lovely winery as well. It is very And nice. we stayed overnight. And in fact, we shared a table with people who you probably will never see again, but everybody was friendly okay good this would have been awkward see this i'm an extrovert but there are certain situations where i'm like yeah i just especially in the morning yeah you kind of need your little quiet time i need a moment yeah especially i'm nursing a hangover i gotta you know even dealing with my children who i love with my whole heart early in the morning i'm like let's take a second (laughs) let's take a second children okay all right all right yeah do i did i have any oh yeah we're gonna be quite ambitious today my my husband and i are going to a restaurant week lunch today ah restaurant week Look yes it's it stretches in for a couple weeks where are you going we're going to ambar oh yes i know that that is you know balkan food balkan for those food. of you mm-hmm. not in the area yes i, I think it go. it's better off that they say you know ambar balkan food versus like serbian right because i mean that'll that'll check some people but maybe not others you know <laughs> a little polarizing it, yeah no the bosnians are not going to go there so it's yeah so yeah we're it's gonna- a lot of meat He's yeah, a lot of meat. That's what I figured. Yeah. East, I like Eastern European. He likes a lot of meat. We'll we'll be good. We'll be good. Yeah, they 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 they'll blend a lot of hearty meat dishes with tomatoes, sauce kind of things. Right. It's excellent. I'm in. I recommend. Okay, well that's where well, that's our plan. I was like, we're gonna we're gonna go big this week. We're gonna take this newborn and we're gonna eat a lunch at Ooh, a, at a place. Yeah. Lunch is great there. Lunch yeah. is great. Okay, I figured that better than dinner because I wasn't sure if I could keep everything under control at dinner time. Also, I might fall asleep. So, lunch yes. it is. All right. Guys, I have a lot of things to rant about that I've missed ranting about. A lot of things. Because I was gone. I when was I, gone. You know, last episode, I said you didn't miss anything. I lied. <laughs> I, was, I was keeping up to some degree. But, you know, I was keeping up with the news to some degree. However, as I said, I, I'm trying to read more books. So I was trying not to read quite so much Twitter. And, you know... When you're already sort of sleep-deprived and liable to be irritable, Twitter is not the place for you. No, no. (laughs) But you noticed, Vic, that I was losing my mind over the oven thing. The oven thing, yes. The the gas stove Thank God you said that because I thought you were going to say you were losing your mind over the rules committee. Because I didn't prepare for that one. That was was like a week or two ago. And I'm like, man, in case we do a show, I better bone up on the rules. Oh, my gosh. No, no, no. no. Okay, yes. Stoves. Stoves. So I was losing my mind. I'm I'm one of the Republicans who seized upon this. You pounced. I pounced. pounced. Uh, Explain what happened. Okay, so the head of the regulatory agency, who, by the way, is... Richard Trumka's son, which Junior, I, I yes. did not realize. Yes, Richard Trumka, famous who labor the late union, late, late famous labor union leader. Mm-hmm. He says that, like, look, gas stoves are a problem. Everything's on the table for dealing with them. He says this publicly, and that includes banning because you can ban things. He said banning. Yes, the word was used. You can he ban consumer products that can't be made safe. Okay, so now we begin 
one of the, and, and though I am late to this story, I believe it is emblematic of most everything that happens in the news cycle these days. So let's run through it. Because what happens then is that every left of center pundit and tweeter is like, well, duh, you idiots. Gas stoves are really bad and they're killing your children. Yeah. Now, this information comes from one study produced by the Rocky Mountain Institute, oh, yeah. which is a an organization dedicated to environmental issues and, among other things, buildings going electric. Yeah. Like large rental properties yeah. being converted to all electric. Like this is this is the thing that they're there for. They are funded by entities who want to do that, right? So these funding sources should probably be noted yeah. when we're talking about yeah, who are the, the funding study. Sources? The motivations of the researchers should probably be noted when we're talking about the one study. And maybe one study by one group that says that gas stoves increase childhood asthma should not be the standard by which we threaten to ban an entire category of very, very normal kitchen appliances yep. that everyday people use all the time. But what happened is no one can reason. No one is interested in parsing the data or the motivations of whomever is putting the data out. And as long as it fits with the newly established elite opinion, which is that grass stoves are dangerous. Yeah then all bets are off and we're banning them. And furthermore, if you get mad at it, you're a psychopath. Like, why are you so into your stove? I'm not even into my stove. That's right. I just like people to be able to use their stoves. But then there was a genuine pushback and it was not, not just from Republicans. I even saw late night talk show hosts making jokes about this. And then suddenly the reaction became, right. oh, we're not banning gas stoves. Yes. That's, that's you're, you're, you're Republicans have created this new culture war issue. Right. Then, yes, then we moved on to the gaslighting about literal gas lighting, which was which was quite a quite a thing yes. to see. So the Washington Post headline was that the GOP was thrusting this issue into a culture war. I was like, no, well that was a new I appreciate the new verb, pouncing. Yes. Overused. Yes. Thrust. We thrust. thrust. Uh -huh. mm. And so but it's ludicrous. Because you guys just came up with this like three days ago. Now, it turns out if you look at the history of the gas stove debate such that it is, which is not very much because mm -hmm. we found out that those who were suddenly champions of banning gas stoves like AOC had never tweeted about this before. They just had to pretend that they're totally on top of this new fashionable mm -hmm. thing that we're going to do. It's a sort of a bugaboo of the environmental movement and they tried to just say these are bad for climate and so we should get rid of them and when that didn't work they're like mm, bad for kids bad for kids we'll get it done yeah and the whole thing is just a collusion of all these like-minded people who have just an utter allergy to parsing whether you've met a threshold for limiting something with regulation whether this is a thing that would do more harm than good they have no yeah. Risk analysis skills at all. Yeah. At all. For people who embrace the science and love to, like, you know, carry oh, the, the science, science mantle. The science is just like that one study they from sure, RMI. They, yeah, they sure have chucked out, you know, chucked off the scientific method. So a couple things came to my mind. One is the study itself and the issue of children and asthma and gas stoves. It's the ventilation that's the issue. Right. Right. You need good ventilation or you need proper working ventilation if you have a gas stove. Fair. I'd like to get a new one myself. OK, 
and you don't want to leave, you know, it on that hissing noise. Yeah, don't do that. No, you want to make sure it catches. My son did this. I think I mentioned this on, on a previous episode, or maybe I didn't. He was saying, "Oh, I'm going to cook some scrambled eggs because he's he's done this before." I said, "Okay, fine. It's a large skillet." He turns it on, and then like five minutes go by or whatever. I walk over, and it's still raw. You know, like nope. it's not cooked. It's still cold. And he's stirring it, and so I go, "Shouldn't it be?" And I'm like, "What's that smell?" You know, oh, it's no. the mercant. It's the mercaptain, and. I look underneath it, of course. There's, There's no, no light. There's no. no blue flame. And I really chewed him out for that. I, I rarely chew him out, but I, you have to because I said, you know. That's a safety issue. Yeah, this is a safety issue because, you know, it's like in the movies, you know, like they walk into the house and then all of a sudden, like, what's the smell? And then they see a, the, the flame yeah. is going and Kate's, the whole place explodes. Kate's coming down and having her morning cigarette. Yeah, she, that's how it starts, right? <laughs> don't, don't like the cigarette. You know, and the whole place Kate. explodes. Besmirch so, Kate's good so name. That's. That's one thing, okay? So, yes, you know, you need to be careful, and ventilation is key. The other thing is this, though, the idea that, oh, we were never going to do this. That's not that's not true at all. It's actually happening in New no. York, right? They New- already have regulations. California, New York, Massachusetts, Washington State, the left has always wanted to ban fossil fuels, and that includes natural gas. You know what is also a fossil fuel? Electricity. It's got to come from somewhere. Unless you got a yeah. water wheel... Yeah. Unless you're living at a mm-hmm. mill. Yeah. Yeah. With a nice wheel. They're actually waiting for lightning to strike. And what you can do is if right, you tie right. it to a clock tower and a cable to a pole. You can get you many gigawatts. Many, many. <laughs> 1. 1.21, I think. I, I yeah, can't remember true. how much it is. It's true. So, but no, they've always wanted to do this. And these bans, as you were saying, at the state level are going into effect over the next 10 to 20 years. It's much like in California, they're banning gas-powered vehicles by, I think, 2035 or some insane number like that. And the Biden administration filed amicus briefs now, on their behalf. Their argument... So we didn't make this up. No, no, no. We did not make this up. I think it's helpful that the, the whole cycle of this news story and gaslighting happened so quickly because people can see it happening. It's like, yeah. okay, we're going to ban the thing. Wait, we don't want you to ban the thing. Oh, that thing's not happening. And then a couple days later, it'll just be like, and this is Mark Levine in New York announced like, oh, we've already done this amazing thing. So then they switched the story to like, not only is it happening, but it's awesome yeah. that it's happening. They might have, they realize it and they might as well just own it. <laughs> and then it's going to be like, how dare you object Yeah. in the future? Anyway, so I think it's helpful that that played out very quickly because it sort of yeah. exposes the mm-hmm. whole thing. But this is what happens with everything. Man. Yeah, that's right. Everything. The good thing is, brace yourself for this one. The good thing is, the issue's now on the back burner. By the way, one more thing. That one of the arguments. Okay, so one of the arguments, as much like guns. They're Jennifer like, was unimpressed, by the way. I thought, I just thought about I that. I just it. thought it on the spot. I, that, that, that's not part of my script. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. Amazing. It's improv. <laughs> Extraordinaire. So their argument, much like guns, is like, they're not going to send armed officers to carry your stove away and therefore this is not a, a threat we know like, that okay, okay we get it guys yeah. however if you restrict the market and you say that new buildings can't have gas stoves or that you have to stop making gas stoves there will be far fewer of them and then there will be eventually none of them mm-hmm. so actually you are so you know aoc of course she recorded that tiny video of her t- called tiny video it must be tiktok i have no idea yeah, i don't tiny I like, let's just call tiny. it that's that entire segment of video is just, that just dated me li- by the way little yeah. videos yeah, i'm not i'm not old she recorded a tiny video and she's just lounging on her couch talking about how gas stoves are bad and then she deflects the whole thing about her 
cooking on a gas stove herself because right. she rents. Right. You know, but it doesn't mean that it's not a gas stove. It's still a gas stove. I mean, so it's it's it, it's sort of this sort of outrageous, you know, it just drives me crazy. It's, now, but I wanted to ask this. Um, so she, you know, she's anti-gas stove, but she cooks on a gas stove. What do you have in your house? We have a gas stove in our house, okay. but I'm sort of agnostic. I'm not a great cook, and I am not super dedicated to cooking. I think in general, I I prefer gas, but it over the years I've used various things. Me and my chef friends, mm-hmm. as you know, we prefer gas because you can control the flame, right, right. the temperature, so you can. My in-laws, they're home up in Connecticut when they're there part of the year. It's it was a at the time modern, very modern style house, and it has electric stoves. It's terrible. You just put a switch on, and it's either high or, or medium. medium, right? And sometimes <laughs> I don't even know. I never bothered asking. I'll put it like in between. Does that affect it? I have no idea if it affects the it you know does. the amount of heat that's being generated between two settings. Yeah, but it's not. And you're like, is it ready yet? I don't know. You know, <laughs> I mean, like it's 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 because it it takes time for it to well, turn on and get hot. I also like this idea from the left pushing back on this. That, ridiculous. That oh, you bunch of idiots don't care about your stoves. In fact, gas stoves are more a liberal town thing because in in high density areas there's you're more likely to have gas lines coming into buildings so in rural areas you have more electric stoves okay and they're like "Ooh, owned like i'm not owned i want you to have your gas stove like i'm not trying to hurt you i'm not trying to take your thing away that you use you're trying to do that to me right we think it's great i neither need to be invested in my stove for me to think that you shouldn't ban it nor am i trying to own you in this argument. I'm surprised more chefs haven't spoken out. Jose Andres, who is out, you know, he saves the world, as you know. Well, he's busy doing that. He is. He should just, you know, say something. But he probably won't because he's weighing the well, political. Well, he's going to live in D.C. Yes, you know, the, the, the political wins. His, you know his, what? His, his thumb he, is all out there. his saving the world will count for nothing if he wants to kill children with gas stoves. Okay, Vic? That's a good point. Okay, a good Vic? Point. A anyway. Point. I've the, never been to any restaurant kitchen. That has electric. I'm just going to say yeah. that. The the cycle was just very obvious this time. And everyone, just be on the lookout for it. And every time they pop up with these studies, we should dig a little deeper and just see what's there. If it helps your side, are, don't look. They're often nonsensical. I will, as, as I often do, even though I disagree with her occasionally, recommend Emily Oster, who wrote about the, the freak out that everyone was having. Because what happens is a bunch of, frankly, my demo, suburban moms, mm-hmm. suburban... Allegedly educated moms are like, oh, my God, my child's going to die because I have a gas stove. It's like, okay, calm down. You have your four boosters for your gas stove. I'm sure you're okay. Did you just combine yeah. the two issues? Yes. Wow. The issues where nobody can do risk assessment. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Anyway, uh, so everybody freaked out and she was like, okay, calm down. Let's actually look at this. And the other thing is, it is this, again, death by a thousand cuts, right? I mean, I didn't think low-flow toilets were going to be, a, you know, I, I mean. Know. And that, or incandescent bulbs. Incandescent bulbs, which stopped, you know, because of George W. Bush. I miss them. Who I, who I normally like, but, you know, I blame him for that. And then the low-pressure shower heads. Yeah. You got to save that one. We saved one for decades in the ham house. We were like, never oh. change the shower head oh, no, because it was don't. so Absolutely. powerful. I don't care what else is coming out of there. You ever <laughs> see those commercials? Like, it's all this dangerous mold and toxin. The woman's oh. being attacked in the shower you, by it. You got to put that CLR. Is it the calcium lime? <laughs> yes, that's the thing. You got to soak it in that. You do it. And, and you got to save it for 55 years. Yeah. That's what you got to do. That's it. Because... And the low, and low flow toilets, by the way, you know, studies show you flush more. 
Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. All right. So that's my ranting on that. Watch out for this cycle. It will happen again many times with they're many trying. things. They're always trying. That's a th- How do they have all the energy for this? God, I cannot think they of got, something to ban many, every three days. Big, they got many. Big, they got big plans. Oh, okay. What else you got? Speaking of giant stories, I missed. Oh yeah. <laughs> the entire Biden document scandal has happened while I've been gone. Question for you, Vic. Oh yes. Is this a plan to buy the the party itself to knock Biden oh, out that's of the good. contention that's for the good. candidacy? Well, the question. The question is the timing of everything, right? It is strange. It's strange how <laughs> it is strange how problematic stories for the Biden family that people know about just, before the election only become legitimate after the election. Right. It's okay to say something now. Crazy. Don't say anything then because there's a greater good at stake here. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thinking. So this story happened, the actual event happened I think November 2, right? were the, the right. first incident of the files and the Justice Department getting involved. And none of this was reported anywhere at nope. that time. Because do was, we think that it was right no before one, the midterm do elections. Do we think no one knew, knew about, about this? Hmm. I can't speak for others. Hmm. I did not know. However, it is convenient for certain Democrats to add this as more fodder for the case of getting rid of Joe Biden. Right. I'm not, I'm not there yet in thinking, oh, this did is they a plan. plan yeah, did they plan it? But the question is, why and why now and why are they coming out with this now? Why also, is this... why is it so hilariously analogous to Hillary and Trump? Oh. And why do these oh. people not take care of the documents? Yeah, like I, I joked in a in a tweet that it's actually required in the fine print of the Constitution that you have mishandled classified information in order to run for president. You, you actually you can't to. run right. unless you have a history of doing it's this, like wiping the hard drive. It's ridiculous. With a cloth, with a cloth as uh, Hillary said. In Trump's case, I mean, this is funny because uh, I said, I used to say that, you know, Trump versus Biden is like two different babies, right? Mm-hmm. Two different babies. And, and 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 Biden is kind of the sloppy baby. Right. You know, he just lets things happen. He doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> and then Trump is like, mine, mine. Yeah, you know, yeah, he yeah. doesn't want to give it away. No fair. No fair. So no fair. Okay, okay. I know the, the Biden argument is, of course, this is apples and oranges. Right. With the Trump documents in Mar-a-Lago, they were a lot more and they were refusing to cooperate. OK. And in our case, as soon as we discovered and again, we'd like I'd like to know how they were discovered, it why they were discovered. Six years to discover yeah. it. Right. This is not this, this is not you know, his presidency. <laughs> These this are is Obama his papers. Vice presidency. Yes. And we're talking about four years of the, during the Trump administration when Joe Biden was a private citizen. Like it, I'm not sure it's exculpatory right. that you just didn't know for six years. Right, right. And then you immediately cooperated. So also, they, uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, the, the the argument from those defending Biden has to continuously shift as, uh, shift as it always does with Donald Trump as well, because neither one of them tells the whole truth at the beginning. Mm. So, so all their supporters are like, oh, this is totally okay, and this is the reason it's okay, and then you find out, nope, nope, that's not what happened at all. So in the case of Biden... They're like, look, these were at a think tank, okay? They found them at a think tank. Yeah. It's very different from Mar-a-Lago, okay? Yeah. First of all, the think tank is funded by Chinese interests and foreign interests and is kind of like a, just like a shell situation right. going University, on over there. University of Pennsylvania received, you know, a lot of the donations yeah. that obviously will go into the funding of the Penn Biden Center. Right. The Department of Education, as of now, is not releasing the funding. The so donors. I, we don't know. Yeah, I dispute the idea that this particular think tank is like super secure. 
Oh. Second of all, the next thing we find out is <laughs> no, they're in the garage. Another location. With the Corvette. And then there's been subsequent findings yes. as well. That the trickling is not great. It's the drip, drip, drip. That's yeah. what's amazing because you would think that they have full control over this situation to prevent it from becoming a scandal when in fact they're allowing it to become a scandal by just saying, oh, by the way, here's another one, here's another one. And here's. So I have no idea. We're not privy to what the discussions are inside the White House regarding the handling of these files, what they know. We don't know. But I just want to say this before I forget. Yeah. You know, people on both sides are attacking each other, right? So on the one side, you know, the Republicans are saying, you know, the Democrats cannot say Mar-a-Lago is a huge national security issue and this is not a big deal. It was just a couple papers, not a big deal. They can't say that, and that's true. And, of course, the Democrats are saying everyone who defended Mar-a-Lago cannot now say that this is, you know, the worst thing that's ever happened. I want to say on getting hammered, we said those files were bad at Mar-a-Lago, yes. keeping that that was an issue. We said that was a problem for the president. Yes. And we will say here, this is a problem for like, the current president. It's like in in all the cases, do I think it's the hugest deal in the world? No. Do I think it's disgraceful that our leaders cannot act better than this? Yes. Yeah. That's that's basically where I am. And then you have <laughs> you have our, our friends like Jen Rubin at The Washington Post who's like, oh. it's like, you know, Joe Biden's documents issue is really more like Hillary's documents issue. And I'm like, I'm not sure you want to make that argument. Everyone got on her for that, which was really <laughs> funny, including people on the left who were saying, please don't compare it to yes! Hillary. Yes! Like, <laughs> like, if you want to talk about someone who's trying to hide the information, mm-hmm. hers was very so active, did she, so did deliberate, she, did, hiding. Did Jennifer Rubin retcon it in her mind? Where she's thinking, don't, oh, yeah, that was... Don't ask me to get in Jen Rubin's mind. <laughs> okay. Well, here's the thing. So the, the Biden administration's argument, of course, is the difference. The reason why this is apples and oranges is because of the question of intent, right? Right. Whereas Donald Trump Which willfully, is not part of the statute, by the way. Yes. Whereas Donald Trump willfully was refusing to cooperate with archives and investigators and Justice Department, et cetera. They're being completely transparent. This was just an oversight... We only think it's that because they're telling us that. Right, right, right. And uh, they also have lawyers without security clearances doing some of the searches. <laughs> so, like, as soon as they pick right. something up, they have to be like, oh, hand over eyes, call right. someone else in. It is, it is the, you know what it is? It's the, I call it the Joy Behar distinction because on the yes. view, do you remember this? Yes, can we, we'll play this audio. Really? I, mean, I, I think that, no, what you just said is yeah, right, that, yeah. that there are differences in what happened. Yes, but you know, the are not good. Well, we all know that Trump is a liar and a thief. You know, we know that. So it's not that big a jump to say that he obstructed and he lied. We don't think that Biden is a liar and a thief, so we give him the benefit of the doubt. And again, it's like, we like him, we give him the benefit of the doubt. We don't like this guy, therefore guilty. And again, this is the... Before, before, is, before, even, before it's proven. This is the total absence of reason, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is, And this was my problem with a lot of coverage of... Trump in general, and I would fall victim to it, too, because Trump is a person you can imagine doing all sorts of outlandish things does not mean he did all of the outlandish things you can imagine. Right. So you have to be careful when something is alleged, because, yes, I could put it in the category of like, sounds like Trump to me. However, I need actual information that confirms this happened before in public. I should be blaming him for it. Right. And this is this is the path that all journalists walked down for have, or have been walking down for mm-hmm. six years is like, well, we know he's bad, so he did the bad thing. That is not, mm, 
That's not how this yeah, works. And you you touched on. Oh, my voice got really high and annoying right there. Sorry, everyone. You can see the chart. It goes like this, the little <laughs> monitor. The You mentioned the secure location difference, right? Mar-a-Lago. Oh, it's just out there and versus the Penn Biden Center. And again, the, that, the think tank and Hunter's consulting firm were on the same floor as CEFC China Energy. Right. And we actually have emails of Hunter asking for like duplicate keys for yeah. them for... I'm going to get the Chinese man's name wrong, so I'm not going to try it. Okay. Guagdangwen. I just said it really fast. <laughs> I believe in you. Thank you. Thank you. It was something to that fight. I can get away with it. I'm a quarter Chinese. Yes, you can. And in any event, that's an issue. And then, of course, as you mentioned, the garage with the Corvette, which Biden dismissed to the... Remember when he first told the press, he just dismissed it saying, oh, it's not like it's on the street. Yeah, it's a locked garage, guys. And our own, <laughs> and Free Beacon's own Andrew Kerr, by the way, and you have to check it out at, the free, at Free Beacon. Dot com, we have the photo evidence from Hunter's laptop to show that Hunter was there and had access. He lived in that house, yes. had access to the garage, and is pictured in the Corvette at that time. And again, all the things that the press can imagine about the Trump documents, which at one point were supposed to be the nuclear codes, that got, that got yeah. washed away real fast. But certainly there are ways that you can imagine that this would be dangerous to a lot of people, to the country, to the country's interests, sure. to Americans, to people in intelligence. They have no imagination for why it might be a problem that Hunter Biden is living while living his very particular lifestyle at that time in a place that is housing classified documents without the knowledge of anyone else. Talk about giving. Could we imagine how that might be an issue? Nope. Nope. We have no theories on that. No wild theories. (laughs) Again, when it comes to the media coverage of this, it's like talk about giving somebody the benefit of the doubt. Hunter? Yes. I mean, okay, maybe other people lived in that house and are not going to be worried about kids rifling through the files, but... He's he, coalescing they, from his many, many adventures. They cut him so much slack, and they make it, you know, they, they, you know he's characterized as this sort of prodigal son, and he lives this, you know, crazy life, and sort of... They're not really that concerned about any of the business dealings no, until actually, now. If you, right? if you object to anything he did, you'll get a lecture on Twitter about addiction. And it's like, oh, oh yeah, guys, that's right. I concede that addiction is a disease and I would like him to recover from it yeah. or be in recovery, I think is the actual mm-hmm. term for addiction because you're never really over it. But he did the bad things and we can talk about the bad things that he did while he was yeah. in that state. That's right. Anyway, by Ooh. the way, did you read this week, too, that I'm not going to get into this right now, but the poor the poor gal whose stocking is never on the mantle at the White House Christmas oh, decorations. Sure. That Navy. Her, her mother is trying to get the last name use the last name biden for this how child come, how come she couldn't use it that's what i want i don't know. know but there this is now in court and the bidens are going to court over it like to prevent yes yes he is the proven father of this child which means that joe biden is the proven grandfather yes. who and refuses and to like, acknowledge you know and nobody questions him on no, this like we're not going to put up a stocking in fact what we're going to do is we're going to use resources to go to court to say you can't right. be a biden that poor girl if this were yeah, I don't know. You know, Donald Trump's grandson, legitimate or not, yeah. people would say it's a disgrace because this child needs, you know, to be treated the same. I mean, it is biologically a mm-hmm. this kid, the, the, this 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 poor kid is, you know, is a biologically a Biden. She a Biden. is related to Joe Biden. OK. And I mean, I guess because they're not married, there's some issue about the name not there's being no. Roberts, right? Because it was Roberts is the, the kid's name now, but wanting it to be Biden. But you should say, if it's proven that you're my father, I want you to be, Yeah. I want that to be the last yeah. name. That seems reasonable. 
That's that seems. You know what's funny? The Biden argument preventing this child from having the Biden name is, you know, she could be attacked or or it. She could be, you know, threatened and 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 because the name and the scandal and everything mm-hmm. around that, mm-hmm. you know, you, you don't want that attraction when she's yeah. growing up. Yeah, sure. Navy's the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's the one. She's just yeah. she's just coloring Christmas and, trees over and, here. And Biden is trying to, of course, and and Hunter Biden is trying to, of course, argue about the child support payments because it's too much. Oh my gosh! Well, He's selling you know, half a million dollar paintings. He can't he can't sell as many secrets as he used to. So it's, it's something. <laughs> not else. as much access available. You know what I'm glad about? I'm glad that we didn't get into the subject that you said we're not going to get into. That was good. Just now. <laughs> just. It's okay. It ha- look, there's a lo- there's a lot going on. By the there way, I am lot. just going to mention this briefly, and we'll get into it another time. I, throw I got because I got you later because I got COVID. Yeah. I got COVID rants for days. Okay, but yeah. the speaking of things that the Biden administration should not go to court over, they were arguing in Miami this week to reinstate the FAA plane mask mandate, which is just a play for power. Like they don't actually believe this is going to do anything. They just they just want that power. Mask optional. You yeah. want to? I'm not going to go up to say, "Hey, why are you wearing the mask?" You know, fine. You might have your own issues. You might be sick yourself. Mask, double mask, K95. That's your choice. You know but what? for the rest of us, on a plane with excellent ventilation systems, it's it's been a disappointing time for people, mm-hmm. uh, like understanding freedom. Yes. Freedom of speech. Yeah. Freedom of movement. Freedom of Association, the New York Times. Oh yeah, the New York Times with a with an all timer this week, an op ed by a fashion designer, I believe, somebody in the fashion industry. Heather Kay writes with the headline: China helped raise my American kids, and they turned out fine. So I'm going to read some of this. It starts riffing off of the sort of right leaning libertarian slogan. I refuse to co-parent with the government, which is something that became a, a hot a hot line during the school closings and the CRT and all the things that there's indoctrination of children in public schools. But she says, uh, my own kids were in a way co-parented by the Chinese government. In China, government co-parenting begins in the womb. Chinese citizens have faced limits on how many children they were allowed under birth control policies that have since been relaxed. As foreigners, we were exempt from these rules. This is an important part to understand about this is this American family has a lot of what do they what do they call it on the left privilege privilege okay yeah. so a, li- a little bit more about her children so they were in Shanghai working in the fa- fashion industry she had to decide whether to send her two daughters to to government schools where they would learn lots of Chinese propaganda and all sorts of things but also Chinese culture or send them to expensive private schools they decided Chinese schools our stringent government co-parent quickly made its presence felt The girls' Chinese kindergarten lectured us on everything, including how many hours our daughters should sleep, what they should eat, and their optimal weight. Each morning, all of the students performed calisthenics in straight rows and raised China's red flag while singing the national anthem. We sometimes felt as if our children were on loan to us for evenings and weekends to be delivered back to school each weekday. But over time, they saw benefits. Vic, there were (laughs) benefits. Our girls came home discussing self-discipline, integrity, and respect for elders. With school, this is telling, with school instilling a solid work ethic and a total drive for academic excellence, my husband and I didn't need to push the girls to complete homework. The shame of letting their teachers and classmates down was enough to light their fires. So take, take that whole parenting thing off. At times, this is a great to be sure, at times our girls would repeat propaganda 
or concerned about keeping up with their peers, despair that we hadn't tutored them earlier in math. All of this sounds very healthy and good. <laughs> but here's the best part. Oh, boy. Here's the best part. Raising kids in China was a plus in other ways, such as the heavy censorship, which results in a kid-friendly internet and national limits on how many hours young people can spend playing online video games. Ironically, the tight control of the Communist Party surveillance state results in its own kind of freedom. I'm afraid to ask, did you check the comment section? Mm. I'd like to know if Ugh. people were like, this is a great thing, absolutely, 100%, or were people like, wait a minute, lady, this is nuts. Well, this is, this is part of the problem with our cultural divide in this country. I tend to try to keep an open mind, even when people make ridiculous arguments, and I'm like, Okay, let me see if I can see how you think that this is the thing. I do have trouble understanding people who don't react with revulsion to their children coming home with Chinese propaganda, communist propaganda, and, you know, all the restrictions that come with mm -hmm. this and all the hardships that come with this for the Chinese people. And they're like, but I don't have to parent, so bonus. Yeah. Like what? I think it's with a trade-off. They're making a trade-off between the pain in the butt that it is to be a parent and allowing your kid to be raised by an authoritarian state. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a little bit of Freedom little is a little overrated. So, Liberty, ah, individualism. So then, so then you yeah. want to hear the biggest to be sure of all time? Well, right. Yeah, yeah. The pandemic laid bare cracks in the system. The punishing COVID lockdown of Shanghai that began in late March last year kept us confined at home for two months, dependent at times on government food rations. But, you know, the kids small, were very respectful. Yes, small space. Also, how big is the space where they were living, you know? I mean, again, it sounds like they're doing pretty well for themselves. She's She finds herself missing her Chinese co-parent now that she's back in America, she Oh, says. it must suck for her to be in this country. Yes. First of all, <laughs> Jennifer's face is like, as see, far as, see, this is why Jennifer and I understand each other reacting with revulsion, yeah. which is how I am reacting. Yes. It is sadly not surprising that the Times would run this op-ed considering they also ran an op-ed by a Taliban commander. That's true. You know, that was very hopeful. But not Tom Cotton. Oh, that was the worst. By the way, that, that caused the most violence. <laughs> Couldn't do that in one. In the newsroom. That could, the potential for violence in the newsroom after the Tom Cotton op-ed was really something. Yeah. I mean, there is yeah. barely a mention of human rights issues in this. Like, there's like, there's like, you know, the, the CCP comes under attack for various things with good reason. That's basically the whole sop. Is there any mention of the Uyghurs? Uh, no, no, no. It would be it's funny okay. if you bring it up, the kids would be like, what's a Uyghur? Yeah. If they would have known. Right, of course. And by the way, as, a, as noted, they can leave. And now they live in they can leave. America. That's right. Look, <gasps> I get it. You get it. Social media is terrible. And the internet is terrible when it comes to our kids. You know, it, it requires a lot of policing, obviously. And I'm doing a terrible job, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> because there's still so many funny videos out there. Like, oh, you got to look at this one, you know. But again, the trade-off yeah. with tamping down individual freedoms. I know. And also not learning about things I'm sure they didn't teach about Tiananmen Square. No, like... Oh, yeah, we were locked in our home for two months and had, you know, the Chinese government's version of history spoon-fed to us. However, mm -hmm. we didn't have to set limits on iPad time. Yeah. Like, what? What? It's creepy. You have abdicated your duty, ma'am. Woo! I mean, freedom, freedom is hard. Yeah. Freedom asks things of you. It also doesn't, you know, throw you in a gulag. So. Also, in terms of, you know, Chinese policies these days... 
it's not been a good week, no. considering the news reports that their population is down Ooh, for the yeah. first time in decades, and that's obviously a result of their very stringent one-China policy, sterilization, One forced abortion. Yeah. Here's the thing, and this is why I asked about you know reading the comments section, because I make this mistake all the time. I read the story in the Washington Post. To the Post credit, they frame the story as being a bad thing for China. Declining populations are very hard to fix. And as Jonathan last mentioned- Because you don't well, have people working so hard like yeah, me. Yeah, doing, doing, in the labor, doing the labor. <laughs> but as Jonathan last mentions in What to Expect When No One's Expecting, it's bad to have a declining population. And you know when you're below replacement rates, you're places like in Japan, for example, you're going to run out of people to take care of the old people. Yep. The mistake was reading it, the comment section in the post, which everyone gets on the post case- saying, I can't believe they're saying this is a bad thing. This is a good thing. We need less people. Population, you can't expect to feed all these billions of people. Number one. Number two, we're, um, humans are just sucking the resources out of the planet. How many people do you want on this planet? Yeah, see, this is the thing where I try, again, try to keep an open mind for the folks at the World Economic Forum. We'll talk about that later. But they're they're in Davos and and the oh. our, our, our intellectual betters. Mm-hmm. do spend a lot of time talking about how they want not many of us to be alive. Yeah. Like, I, I, so I have some trouble, like, yeah. getting together mm-hmm. with you on issues <laughs> if, you're, if your point mm-hmm. is that there should be a lot fewer of us. The, enemy, the enemy is us. Not there, exist. Sh- there should be fewer of us, which I'm like, okay, well, you first. All right. All right. Well, now this is a perfect way to transition to other totalitarians in the United States. Okay. Are you ready for this? What do you got? Okay. The greatest tragedy in our nation's history has happened this week, and that is that one hockey player has declined to wear a pride-themed jersey for an LGBTQ plus night at the Philadelphia Flyers Arena because of his Russian Orthodox faith. And we are on like day three of coverage of this in national media and sports media, and they are losing their minds. Losing their minds. This is uh, uh, Provorov of the Philadelphia Flyers. He has been like soft-spoken about why he's doing that. He just says, that this is my As faith. As if he's the only one who thinks this. I know. In the NHL. I know. Really. Everybody, I respect everybody's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. That's all I'm going to say. But just going to zero in on him. So here's just just a quick sample of... Some sports coverage of this. Let me play this for us. All right. This is an NHL analyst on the NHL network. Let's see what he has to say about this terrible tragedy. And Ivan Probrov can get on a plane any day he wants and go back to a place where he feels more comfortable, take less money, and get on with his life that way. If it's that problematic for him. And he's been in North America for a long time. He played in the Western Hockey League. He's now been in Philadelphia for many years. If this is that much of a problem for him to maybe assimilate into his group of teammates and in the community and here in this country, that's okay. Listen, you can feel any way you want. But the beauty is, if it bothers you that much, there's always a chance to leave, go back where you feel more comfortable. I understand there's a conflict of sorts going on over there. Maybe get involved. So So he wants the man... He wants the man possibly deported, or is he going of his own free will? We don't know. You can believe whatever you want, but go back to Russia and fight Ukraine, I guess is what he's saying? That's right. (laughs) Because you didn't wear a jersey, a themed jersey. You know what this is, don't you? It's the Seinfeld AIDS ribbon episode. 
You oh know, yeah, Kramer does no, the I, AIDS walk, but he I, refuses to wear the ribbon. Where's your ribbon? You gotta wear. You gotta wear the jersey. You gotta wear the rainbow jersey. I said. I said yesterday we are. We are. Where is your ribboning? Very hard oh, today. Like that's exactly. Th- it right. is exactly. That's exactly the right. plot of that famous Seinfeld episode. Which, if, if we have the Youngs in the audience, you should go look it up. They would be shocked, and I don't know if it would even work anymore. I don't know if they would put it on because a network comedy to. show. You have to wear. You have to wear the, the ribbon. The, you have to wear the jersey. The premise of this was that Kramer was in a was it a five k? It's a yeah. It's it an AIDS walk. AIDS walk. It's a walk. <laughs> it was an AIDS walk, and he had done the thing and was supporting the cause. Mm-hmm. But they asked him to wear a ribbon, you and Kramer, it. not being a fan of compelled speech, <laughs> was like, was like, no, I'm okay without it. And you're like, and it, why would you not wear the ribbon? And then it became... To the point where he gets assaulted. It becomes a mob telling him he must wear the ribbon. It's not enough to do the AIDS walk. It's not enough to support the cause. It's not enough to just be your own person in New York City and America. You have to wear the ribbon. And that is... Are you going to wear the ribbon? No. Never. But I'm wearing the ribbon. He's wearing the ribbon. We are all wearing the ribbon. So why aren't you going to wear the ribbon? This is America. I don't have to wear anything I don't want to wear. Do with him. I huh? guess we just going to have to teach him to wear the ribbon. <laughs> that is where we are Michael in real life. Ri- Michael Richards was so good with physical comedy. He attempts Kramer attempts to escape using the fire ladder yes. to go up a fl- you know a flight, and they drag him down, and you know, and then they pummel him because he won't wear the ribbon. Yeah. So this is the, this is the same situation. You have to. Because there's, you know, every day you got to wear something. You got to, you got to take a stance. You just can't play the game. And by, you got to take it. But even if, even if, you know, look, we respect that you might have some disagreement, but you must accept it. <laughs> by the way, these are the same exact people, and this is what I mean about like, can we have some consistency or reason about anything? And the, the answer is no. These are the same people who, when it came to what they viewed as compelled speech of standing for the anthem, they didn't want oh. people to have to do that. Now. I found the anthem thing like, hey there, buddy. I found the anthem thing like annoying at times and that it was uh, particularly Kaepernick himself because he didn't seem like he had the best interests uh, at heart. However, I don't like compelled speech. So if you choose to do that, then that is a thing that you can do. And I'm not making a huge thing out of it. By the way, I was annoyed that Trump just brought it up once every three weeks so that we could have that fight again. Right. This is compelled speech. Now, would they think it was okay if there was a faith night at oh. the Flyers and they were just wearing they were just wearing jerseys with a cross on yeah. it? Do you yeah. do you not support yeah. the Christian people who are in mm-hmm. our fan base? Yeah. Of course they would think that was insane. Okay, like these are that's right. Mm-hmm. But that's the other that's the other thing though is uh, these critics, people who are just you know jumping all over this story. It's like they're beginning to realize it's just dawned on them. That there are a couple, just a couple religions that still believe in traditional marriage. I know. And like, what? You know, in this day and age, in our culture, where we live, it's shocking. And how can those people be allowed to function? Well, I mean, the question that all of these folks pose, this guy went even further and said, go back to Russia. But because literally go because the left loves immigrants. But a bunch of other people are saying, you know, you can you can have your right to your religion, but you're not free from consequences. Like what consequence should he have to face? Like what? Mm -hmm. What are we doing? doing here they um want by you the way to accept acceptance it wasn't the old cell like live and let live my love doesn't affect you yeah except then you have to wear a except jersey as long as or else you get fired maybe yeah, no, deported long, you know it, it, <laughs> so by the way we all agree the coach said this his name is tortorella he says 
he's answering the press's questions on this because, of course, it's the only thing we're talking about. With Provy, he's being true to himself and to his religion. This has to do with his belief in his religion. That's one thing I respect about Provy. He's always true to himself. So that's where we're at with that. And they keep, you know, coming at him. And he's, <laughs> by the way, why does Provy not get to live his truth? Yeah. Don't we all get to live our truth? What's going on? I just, again, it's like the Kyrie Irving thing where it's like there's one person and you guys are all flipping out mm-hmm. that there is one person who is living their life a different way. And that is weird. We're talking me. about the vaccine, not the anti-Semitism, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah, actually. Thank you. Thank you. A little clarification there. <laughs> that is a very important <laughs> distinction. Yes, I'm talking about yeah. I'm talking about 2021 yeah, yes. Kyrie okay, Irving. Yes, yes, not not now. Early yeah. early mm. 2021. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you for yeah, you're thank welcome. you for noting that. Okay, one last thing. I know we're like running up on time here, but I got I got to continue to rant because as long as, as long as the baby's fine. Because there's a there's a piece yeah at a hockey reporting site oh. where this sports reporter, <laughs> I joke that like like Trump said, I'm calling for an immediate shutdown of sports reporting mm-hmm. until we figure out what the hell is going right, on. Right. This piece is amazing. Just read a couple quotes from it. There were a number of quite positive points to come out of this game on the hockey and team levels, but we're not going to talk about any of them. How can we? The biggest story to come out of last night's game, of course, is Ivan Provorov skipping warm-ups for the game because he did not want to wear the special Pride Night warm-up jerseys, which would later be auctioned off for charity, citing religious reasons and being allowed being allowed to play in the game in full anyway. So she says, I guess he should have been suspended. Then she says, look, other people have sucked it up. He's not the first Russian Orthodox player in the league who was asked to take part in his team's Pride Night celebrations, and he will not be the last. That all others to date have shown up when he couldn't is disappointing, too. And the team's handling of this is, frankly, downright shameful. And by the way, make sure when they play the national anthem to kneel. Yeah. 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 This is the thing. I'm sure I could look up her byline on that, and it would be a completely different situation. Because while the team continues to support Provorov, the sincerity of their future efforts towards inclusivity will come into question because you have to exclude this guy mm-hmm. in order to prove that you're inclusive. Did people feel excluded watching the hockey game? See, I'm not sure. I did get in touch with Guy Benson, a gay hockey yeah. fan, in this dark moment to see how he, he felt. Say? And I, I, I don't think he felt unsafe. Was he bothered by somebody not wearing the, quote, special pride night warm-up jersey? Uh, because it, I guess it's just for the warm-ups, just for the... Thing. In case you're, it's like it's you know what it's like, and I hate to say this, but it's like some other you know like awareness campaigns, right? As if I'm not aware, yes. that breast cancer is a problem. Yes. Oh gosh, yes. The you pink. know, I, I I get it. Believe me, I, it's not like oh that reminds me. So the contention you know, it's, of this it's, it's, this sports writer is that the Flyers lost here. They tried to straddle the line and keep everyone happy, and they failed. No, they're not trying to keep everyone happy. They're trying to let everybody have their own yeah. choice. That's. It's the opposite of what they're doing. And finally, <laughs> frankly, it's hard to sympathize with either the team or Provorov at the moment where our sympathies do lies with the LGBTQ plus fans who were hurt by this, who were deprived of the one night when they could be the story. You made this the story. <laughs> the focus, the loudest voice in the room. That's the hardest bit to swallow out of all of this because it's true then, it seems, that hockey is for everyone, even those who wouldn't have it be so. So she ends with an explicit call that in order to welcome everyone, you have to welcome bad people, and therefore it should not be open to everyone. Like, we're, we're paying, this is inclusivity. Yeah, we're paying the price of allowing this sort of PC insanity and woke insanity to have festered in, at, the, at the academic and the college level. 
because we used to say, oh, well, it's just college. Wait till they get into the real world. They now compose the real, they're the majority of the real world. They're out there. And now they, everything that they have, they've just imported all of these ideas into their profession. So, I mean, this, right, this is insane. So anyway. It's like the people yelling at the, the restaurant goers in Washington, telling oh, yeah. them you outside, you got it. You got to put your stand fist up. up you got to stand. No, compelled speech is bad. Don't do it. Don't give in. I'm. I, I, this is why, bullying. It's by, intimidation. By the time this yeah. comes out, the coach will have backed down or something. But yeah. I, I do think it's the right thing to say. Look, people have different views on this. Mm-hmm. This is a religious objection. Mm-hmm. It is not the end of the world. Okay. What, yeah. Something, something a tiny bit lighter. Then we're gonna wrap. Okay. Up. What do you got? This went viral, and I just want you, our quick takes. This is life advice with Vic and MK, because <laughs> you know we live life well. This went viral. Somebody tweeted this text exchange that begins from one friend do you need any help moving and the other friend says i would never ask a friend to help me move i'm an adult and then says i appreciate you for asking though and the person tweeted this exchange and said as an adult don't ask your friends to help you move hire movers save a friendship when you become an adult i think there are certain things you can do like hiring professionals Mm -hmm. to move that said that said mary catherine I know people, I'm not going to mention, I'm not outing them on this show. I'm not outing them on the show. Who will be like, oh, we're moving from one place to another. Get the friends together and load them up on the truck and we're all going down and the whole thing. And the friends will be like, okay, that's my weekend. I guess I'm going to help and, and do that. Not me. I'm just going to say, I'm not, okay. And I know, I know I'm probably listening to this show. I'm just going to say, thank you for not asking me. Uh <laughs> Uh, but this is, you know, but again, to bring up, this is also a Seinfeld episode. It was the Keith Hernandez episode. Oh, my gosh. Right? Look at us. Twice. Seinfeld tour de force today. Where Keith was at, and, and, and I think it was like Kramer and, and George decided, oh, oh, no, it was Kramer and Wayne Newton's character, uh, Newman. Oh. Wait, yeah, Wayne Newton, sorry. <laughs> Wayne Knight. You Wayne's got it. New- I'm getting confused here. Newman and Kramer are like, oh, I'll help you. You know, it's, it's, it's Keith Hernandez. But Jerry's like, this is too much. Why are you asking me to help you? You It's Keith Hernandez. So the internet is split on this. Some people think... They're split. Yeah, the the internet says that... And actually a lot of... It's split differently than I thought it was. A lot of uh, writer-leaning people were like, look, we've lost our heart. You should help your friends. This is is a thing you should do about a goodness to mankind, right? There are just things I don't... I'm just shaking my head. I don't know what to say. I'm not going to... I think there's a ceiling on this Mm -hmm. and it's probably about mid 20s this is not a 30s situation or god help us a 40s situation Mm -hmm. there are times in your life when you have a minimal amount of yes fiberboard Mm -hmm. furniture yeah ikea's (laughs) mdf a couple mdf and Mm -hmm. a couple of couches that you need to lug around right yeah and it's okay to load those up and offer people some beer and some pizza that is I, cheaper than movers. I did this. I lived, when I was at the Kennedy Warren Apartments, I lived on the ninth floor, had to move up to the 10th floor and bring everything from my apartment up there because I was getting married to Kate. And two people helped me move, Kate and Molly Hemingway. Oh, nice. That was it. And you know what? I took, the, I took them both to a rest, dinner at a Mexican restaurant. There you go. There See? You go. Everybody's happy. I like, yeah. I like that real gender equality. It's two oh, ladies <laughs> helping him move. <laughs> two women Two ladies. Me. It's so telling, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> No, I just yeah. think I just think at some point, first of all, you should do yourself the favor because it will be better oh. if you just have movers mm-hmm. do it, even yeah. though it's expensive. And I'm a famous cheapskate, but yeah, like once you're once you're out of the sort of scrappy 
early 20s, I think you have to make the move to something more professionalized in this situation. Now, floor to floor is not bad. Yeah. It's not a bad Nine situation. To 10 was, yeah. But, it's, and like, and exercise. I talked to Steve about this, and he's like, well, I'm happy to come and help someone move a couple of items as he is, you know, very in demand with his muscles and obvious strength. Yeah. I'm happy to some, help someone move items mm-hmm. within their house mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. but not a whole house move. That's a real commitment. That's a commitment from Dana. I, if you can pull it off in one day, that'd be amazing. Yes. And if I, Lord help you, if I get to your house and your boxes aren't packed, like, yeah. I ain't packing boxes. The, Am I wrapping up mm-hmm. dishware? No, no, no. Not for anybody else. Not only that. And I call myself a Christian. Sofa, sofa couches? <laughs> you know how hard those things are, those, those pull-outs? Oh, the pull-out. Yeah. No. We, in fact, when we were moving out of the apartment building altogether, I had a very, it was already very dirty, ratty, old sofa couch. And we decided to, you know, just dump it downstairs in the apartment building's, like, you know, dumping area. Like you do. Yeah. Like you do. And because I said, oh, well, you can put furniture down here. Like a day later, there was a sign: no more dumping of sofa couches. It's too much. But we, I got it in. <laughs> and let me just okay. Let me just say this. Let me just say this. Mm-hmm. If I were Amish, I would have been shunned because everybody like, oh, we're doing a barn raising. I, you know, I think I'll pass. <laughs> and they'd be like, I'm staying. Uh, I'm staying home. I'm staying home. I'm shunned. Anyway, all right. So okay. you, you get a pass for a little while, but you got to you got to wrap you, it up. And you, okay, yeah, yeah, that's it. All yeah. right, all right. Before I, well, let me just say this. Listeners don't realize how, how multi-talented Mary Catherine is here. She did this podcast, podcasting with her laptop open and the other hand rocking the baby <laughs> and podcasting at the same time. It's, it's like true. walking and chewing gum. You know, if only there were an Olympic event. There's that one. The baby looks like he's about to wake up. That wraps up another edition of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and you can follow me on Twitter at Victory Nomadis. I'm Mary Catherine Ham. I'm at MK Hammer on Substack and Twitter at MK Hammer Time on Instagram. If you want to see baby pictures, go there. You'll see them for about three months until he's not so much a little potato anymore, and then he's his own person, and I have to respect that and stuff. So, anyway, <laughs> you can catch it for a limited time. Thank you for listening, guys. And thank you for letting me rant extra long today, Vic. I had to catch up. I had to catch up. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast.